This episode is sponsored by Jenny, the new single from The Dirty Dead. Listen to Jenny now on all streaming platforms. Oh, I should have done it in a cool movie star voice. Okay, how about listen, listen to Jenny now on... <laughs> I can't do that. All right, I'm Dan, and you're listening to the Stage Fright Podcast, where we talk about mental health while working in creative industries. Today on the show, I'm talking about feeling overwhelmed. Why don't I do the podcast while doing the guitar setup? I don't know if that's going to be a bit of ASMR for you. Does having goals inhibit your creativity? I mean, me and Mark have been talking about this quite a lot. The whole Spotify thing. Don't know if you're aware about this whole Spotify thing, but Spotify's never really been great for artists. And then I go, cool, let me look at my Spotify artist. And it's like, because it's a numbers game, you just compare yourself to these other people. And it just makes you feel fucking shit. The thing is with a PR company, I like to pay money and then get a result. I wouldn't pay a builder and they go, cool, I'm going to build you this wall probably. And you go, what do you mean probably? The maximum one can possibly earn on Spotify royalties is 0.003 pence a stream. If I was getting over a thousand plays on Spotify, which I'm not, which is... Now I've said that out loud, that's fucking depressing, isn't it? So if I'm getting 200 plays at 0.003 pence per play, 0.6p. Cool. You're listening to the Stage Fright Podcast. Right, so here's my plan. Lately, this might sound a bit different because I'm actually at the back of the room now. Um, I can't really see. One, two. I mean, oh, the chair's in the way, hang on. Basically, one, two. Okay. Fucking hell. It's not one for Ali. Right, one, two. You can hear. Yeah, you can hear that. Yeah. Right, so I'm at the back of the room by my guitar setup bit. Because basically, I had a cunning plan. I've been feeling really overwhelmed lately with just work and like I've got kind of too much to kind of sort out. And I thought today I had a songwriting session with a guy this morning, which went really well. And then after that, I thought, I've got to set up that guitar, I've got to do the podcast, I've got to do some mixes for some musical. And I thought, oh, why don't I do the podcast while doing the guitar setup? That's a nice little idea, isn't it? So you can hear me set up this little guitar. Um, I don't know if this is... That draw's annoying, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, I don't know if that's going to be a bit of ASMR for you. But I figured we'd try it. So yeah, I've just been feeling like super overwhelmed lately. I've got a single coming out soon, which is going to get announced tomorrow, I think. What day is it today? Tuesday. Yeah, I might announce it tomorrow. And it's going to be my cover of Prince. Ow, fuck. And if you're a guitarist listening to this, that owl was the bit, <laughs> the bit of the string that's just flicked up and hit me right on the nail. Yeah. Imagine childbirth, but worse. <laughs> Obviously, I'm joking. So, yeah, I'm working on a um, beautiful tailor. It's called a Taylor GSKE. Uh, the guy wants to sell it. He just wanted it all set up, looking nice. It needs a big fret job on it. So, um... Ow! I need to wear gloves. 
Cool sound, isn't it? Sounds like Skrillex. <laughs> I don't know if this is, is this coming out like really, like, can you just hear the table going the whole time? Ah. Yeah, so it got me thinking, right? Hang on, let me get this string off. <laughs> so I think it's gonna hurt. Ah, it's all right. So it got me thinking, I've got one string left. So obviously I've had um, people in the past that say, you know, set goals, having a set objective for the day really helps you and stuff. And I was thinking, does having goals inhibit your creativity? Do you know what I mean by that? Um, you know, if we sort of put a lot of effort into achieving these goals that then don't happen, does that just make you feel worse? So like, I wanted to have this project for next year. Ow! Where I, I thought about this last month, I thought, I oh know, 2024, I'm going to release a new song in a completely different genre every month throughout the whole year. Full video and everything. Great. That's a really good, really good idea in principle. But then I started thinking, right, what, I've written like three songs for it already. I haven't recorded them yet, but I've written them. And I thought, actually, is this, is this going to be detrimental to my creativity? Because now I'm sort of forcing it a bit. Like, oh shit, I've got to get the song for next for next month, you know. I've got to do all that kind of stuff. And... Uh, can't find that. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, if you set yourself the target of, I'm going to release an album next year. And then when you don't release that album, you feel shit. Because you feel like, oh, I've, I've let myself down. I've let the people that are waiting for the album down. And then I sort of started thinking, well, realistically, no one's really waiting for me to release music. You know, no one's sat at home going, ah, oh, Dan needs to release more songs. Like, you know, no one really cares about your life because they're getting on with their own life. You know what I mean? Oh, just tying up the strings now. Yeah, so my question would be, does having goals stop your workflow? And I think it's good to have goals. Obviously, it's, it's good to have goals, but... If you put too much pressure on yourself, is that what is causing my feeling of being overwhelmed and having too much sort of on my plate? Don't know. It's an interesting one, isn't it? I need to take some pictures of this because uh, it's basically just a fret job, which means I've got to sand down the frets to make them all level. And obviously I love making music and I do need to release more music. I do need to, to make more music, but I sort of get that feeling of, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm spending time doing my own stuff. Am I working on stuff that I should actually just be working on, you know, for other people? It's really hard to get a picture of some frets, like, because <laughs> they're really dented. Let's go right in. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, so I guess instead of saying, I'm going to release one new song every month this year with a video, I could change that to just say, I'm going to produce music for at least two hours a day or an hour a day. And if something comes of it, so be it. Like today when I was feeling, um, well, I still am, but feeling overwhelmed. And I thought, well, I've got to, do that. I've got to set up that guitar. I've got to do those mixes. I've got to meet that guy for a writing session this morning. I just won't do the podcast this week. I, I just won't, I won't bother. And I thought, yeah, let's just combine it. Do them both together. Do the guitar and the podcast at the same time. Um, I need to tape up this fretboard. So you're going to hear a lot of that. Just have to tape up the fretboard to keep all the wood nice and to keep the wood protected. Mm -hmm. 
patreon.com forward slash Dan Parkinson Music for advert free, higher quality and early access to the Stage Fright podcast. And then, I mean, me and Mark have been talking about this quite a lot, but the whole Spotify thing. Now, don't know if you're aware about this whole Spotify thing, but Spotify's never really been great for artists. There's a lot of artists that aren't on it. Joni Mitchell, Taylor Swift came off it for a while. But what they're doing as of 2024 is they're stopping payment to artists that don't get over a thousand plays. So if I like think back to Grant Sharkey's episode, they're the artists that need the most encouragement, surely. Not, oh, I've only had 200 plays, therefore I'm not worthy to get my 40p from Spotify. And, oh, mate, it's, it's so fucking degrading. Because artists spend so much time putting their stuff up for then a company like Spotify. Because they have the monopoly, everyone uses Spotify. And because everyone uses Spotify, Spotify have gone, oh, fuck it, people are still going to use us regardless of whatever we pay. So... I think Spotify have made something, they make something like $56 million a year on artists like me that don't get over a thousand plays. And that money just goes, what, to their Christmas party? That's not cool, is it? Imagine if you were a builder and you went and did a building job and someone went, oh, um, because you didn't lay a thousand bricks today, we're actually going to put the money we owe you into a pool of money and then we're going to divvy that out amongst other builders. You'd be like, well, no. <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's actually just divvy it out to who deserves it. Like, if you get two plays, you should be paid for those two plays. I know it's going to be nothing, but still, it's the principle of the whole thing. This is a, um, there we go. Spotify made £58 million profit, but has decided not to pay smaller artists like me. We need you to make some noise. That's actually what got me thinking is the Spotify rap thing. I saw people putting up their spotify wrapped and you know all their top artists and that's great but then there's spotify wrapped for artists so artists get to look on there and go oh i wonder who's like listen to is this me pulling this tape actually is that annoying because i remember i got sent a podcast once and it was <laughs> it was a girl that was sanding down her staircase while she was doing a podcast so the whole time you could just hear <laughs> and i was like so it just kind of reminded me of that but i mean hopefully it's Hopefully it's all right. Yeah, so, yeah, Spotify wrapped. It's great. Obviously, it's a great thing, and it's fun to watch. You know, people complain about it. Oh, I don't care about... I actually quite enjoy looking through people's Spotify wrapped to see what they've been listening to, get to know, like, my friends more, and, oh, they've been listening to more Credence Clearwater Revival or whatever, you know. It's, it's, it's really nice. But because what they're doing for artists, it's really disheartening when you see an artist put up their Spotify wrapped and they've got, you know, a certain amount of followers, they've got 1,000 followers, they've got half a million streams over the year, they've released six songs or whatever, and you go, that's great. And then I go, cool, let me look at my Spotify artists. And it's like, because it's a numbers game, you just compare yourself to these other people, and it just makes you feel fucking shit when you look at your numbers, and they're nowhere near that kind of stream things. And I'm like, how how do people do it? How How do people promote their music because there's no like do PR companies work like I've had so many chats with people who have used PR companies and they're like you know it doesn't do anything blah 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 and I can't you know I, I don't really see how they work but the thing is with a PR company I like to pay money and then get a result and go cool for this amount of money I'm going to get 
my song played on Radio Solon and BBC Radio 2. You know, that's what you want. You don't want someone to... Again, let's go back to the builder thing. I wouldn't pay a builder a £1,000 and they go, cool, I'm going to build you this wall probably. And you go, what do you mean probably? I paid you a £1,000, you need, you need to build the wall. And they go, yeah, well, I'll talk to my people and I'll see what like, I can do and then, you know, hopefully we can get that wall built. And you're like, that's not how it works. Like, it should be the same thing in music. Like, if I'm paying a PR company £1,000 to promote my single, I'd expect a 1,000 plays of that. But it doesn't work like that. It's sort of, oh, yeah, I know this person and I know this person. I don't really know how they get away with it. And obviously there's great PR companies out there and there's great management companies out there and do really well. But I'm just feeling really like, sort of what's the point of releasing music now? And I know it's not all about the money, but you need people to listen to it. Like, (laughs) what's the point? I may as well just keep it on my hard drive. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) I just listen to it myself. Like... (laughs) (laughs) oh this sounds really negative now this just sounds really negative so yeah so that's the sort of struggles that artists are going through you know do you pay a pr company do you just promote yourself on your instagram and just become that annoying artist oh check out my new single blah blah blah. and it's like oh really hard to do that man this drawer let's read a little bit of this article well, I'll take a little bit of a cokey Z. It's that time of year when Spotify urges its artists and users to brag about their 2023 usage of the platform via a heavily promoted program called Spotify Wrapped. Artists are given dazzling figures for how much our music was streamed. For instance, it said people had spent enough time on the platform with my old band, Galaxy 500, to walk from the earth to the moon four times. My current band, Damon and Naomi, only provided the soundtrack for a comparatively modest trek from Berlin to Beijing three times. Still, that's fucking amazing as well. What it won't tell either artists or users in Spotify Wrapped is how much money was paid to all that streaming time. Short answer, not enough. If you want to do the maths, the maximum one can possibly earn on Spotify royalties is 0.003 pence a stream. It doesn't add up to a living wage for most artists. So if I was getting over a thousand plays on Spotify, which I'm not, like no way near that, which is, now I've said that out loud, that's fucking depressing, isn't it? Ah, oh well. So if I'm getting 200 plays at 0.003 pence per play let's do that let's do the maths 0.003 times 200 equals 0.6p cool so just over half a penny for 200 plays now spotify aren't even going to pay me that half a penny (laughs) imagine that Right. Fucking hell. What is the point? What's the point? (laughs) All right, I'm just going to take a quick break from the show to tell you about my Patreon, where for the price of half a coffee a month, you will get early ad-free versions of the podcast in a higher quality, as well as a load of behind-the-scenes photos and audio that I've been told to say are NSFW? Which I don't know what it means, but people have it on their OnlyFans account. Apparently, I, I, I don't know, I've been, I've been told that. Uh. Patreon.com forward slash Dan Parkinson Music. 
You can also get the app on your phone so you can listen to my voice wherever you may be. My Patreon has a pay-what-you-can scheme where all tiers are the same. The aim of this is to have more Patreons paying the smaller fee a month and not pricing people out, which in turn will pay for the show and help it run and run until the end of time. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the show. Uh, I'll tell you what the point is. I enjoy making it. I enjoy making music. It's great when people listen to it and send me texts about it. I mean, Jenny, Nikolai did really well. Nikolai got over a thousand plays. So I'll be getting my half a penny per 200 plays. So I'll be getting, you know, just over 2p for Nikolai, which is wicked. And think of all the advertising that, like, that's given Spotify. Oh. I was talking to Mark about this, actually. I don't know if he wants me to talk about it. No, I'll talk to him first and then I'll... um Because he was telling me about his numbers the other day. But there's a there's a great video on YouTube by a girl called Mary Spender. I don't know if you know Mary Spender. She's a guitar player, a YouTuber. And she does this video of a breakdown of how much money YouTube has given her over, you know, over her time. And... Uh, oh, I've missed that little bit there. And um, she says one of her videos that got... I can't remember the numbers, but 14 million views, got demonetized, which meant YouTube said, oh, you can't make money out of this video because you're using someone's intellectual property. And the problem with that is Mary Spender was using a Mary Spender track on her on that video. So, so YouTube flagged it up and said, no, you're using someone else's material. And Mary's like, well, it's my song. <laughs> like, I own it. <laughs> and, and YouTube have gone, no. Nope. Because it's an algorithm. It's not human there listening to it and watching it. It's an algorithm that detects that someone's song's being used and just automatically flags it down. I had that in when I was doing the Dance TV Jam stuff. Like, none of my Dance TV Jams on YouTube was monetized. So why would I promote that? You know, why would I promote YouTube? Oh, yeah, so, yeah, she had a video that got something like 14 million views and that would have made her something like seven grand, something like that, which is a nice chunk of change, you know, for any musician. That's a... You know, for spending a few days making a video, that's a good little wage. You know, that's a, you get two of those a year. You know, that's I can double what most of us make. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Grant Sharkey does it a good way. He does it so he puts his stuff on Spotify because he knows that that's all some people can afford to pay. You know, some people can only afford to pay nine ninety nine a month, and that helps them financially and mentally because they get to listen to all this music and that's a great thing and grant says you know i don't ever want to take that away from from someone if they want to listen to my music I, i'd like them to listen to my music but he doesn't promote it he doesn't say go check out my stuff on spotify he it's just there it's just going on in the background but yeah i thought that was a really nice way of doing it but it's going to be interesting i think me and mark had a chat about getting together to make a video about it but maybe we need to we need to move to apple music or Tidal or something like that because Apple Music would come out saying they're going to pay their artists more so I'd just start promoting on that and just do the Grant Sharkey thing of you know have it up there but don't promote it it's a hard one it's such a tough it's such a tough industry and it just goes back to that thing of you know you wouldn't ask a builder to build a wall and then because he hasn't laid over a thousand bricks you're going to pay him you know not enough money People will go, oh, when you get a real job. I'm like, oh, well, we're trying. <laughs> like, <laughs> we are trying. <laughs> we're trying to make this our real job. And it's tough, man. I do love doing what I do, but I would love to um, not have the financial anxiety of 
that comes with it, you know. Especially around Christmas time when everyone's buying gifts and people are out doing things and going to Christmas markets and things. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I would like to go, but I can't really, I'm not really able to, to sort of do that. But yeah, I don't know if I'm just rambling now because it's, it's so hard, isn't it? It's so hard. Anyway, let's move on. Spotify and Spotify wrapped. Great, great things to have, but they are sort of fucking you over now. Well, they're fucking up. They're fucking artists over now, so I think it's time I need to have a big think. So, my next question to everyone. When does Christmas start for you? There is a definitive answer, by the way, I'm about to say. But at what point of the year do you go, ah, it's Christmas? It's Christmas. Is it December the 1st? As soon as it hits December? I mean, a lot of people start putting their shit up in November, which is weird. We did a Christmas song a couple of years ago, me and my sister. Oh, I'll share it, actually. I'll put it on the... Um... Yeah, that'd be my song recommendation of today. <laughs> Christmas Day by Dan Parkinson and his sister. <laughs> I'll put it on the Stage Fright playlist. On Spotify. <laughs> Hopefully that'll get the numbers up, though. But yeah, I wrote this song, a Christmas song, a few years ago called Christmas Day, and we did it for the Dogs Trust. And we made about 500 quid for the Dogs Trust in, you know, people just giving and that kind of thing. And it was really nice. It was a really cool video to make. Uh, it was in my old, old studio. And it's cool. It was like my first little Christmas song. It was, it's really fun to make, really fun to produce. And we had to get my mum, because my mum makes a really good Christmas tree, so we had to get my mum to put up her tree at, like, the start of November, like November the 3rd or 4th, just so we had enough time to shoot the video, edit it, and have it out in time. We did the uh, James Martin Christmas thing the other day and I met Merlin from First Dates. And I said, when do you do your, when do you film your Christmas um, specials for First Dates? And he said, oh, we do it in July. <laughs> Fucking July. <laughs> so good. Yeah, we do it in July. And he's like, the hardest bit is getting the shots out front because uh, people are walking in with um, big coats on. But then if someone walks by in the background with a bikini on or wearing shorts and a t-shirt they're like right reshoot <laughs> but yeah so when does christmas start december the 1st december the 12th is that the thing i guess it's the advent calendar isn't it is it when you see the coke advert that's the that's another big answer but the correct answer is christmas starts when someone tells you how kirsty mccall died <laughs> <laughs> every year it happens doesn't it oh i love that pokes fairy tale in new york song Oh yeah, yeah, she's died. She's dead now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, she died in a in a boat accident. Let's actually read how she died. How did Kirsty McCall die? Boating accident. Oh wow. Oh, she managed to push her son out of the way, and then she was struck by the boat. Oh man. Yeah, she suffered severe head and chest injuries. Fuck, man. That is bleak. But yeah, that's that's when. Christmas starts for me as soon as someone tells me that little fact I'm like right it's Christmas time <laughs> and uh, of course we lost a great songwriter a few days ago with um, Shane McGowan bleak times man we're all getting older we're all getting older I feel like I haven't really done much on this guitar but anyway what am I talking about feeling overwhelmed yeah I just feel overwhelmed I wake up every day and I'm like here we go again. Another day of... I mean, do I take too much on? But you've got to, because... 
because of shit like Spotify not paying you enough, you're like, right, now I've got to do more work now. I've got to do more shit. I've got to chuck more shit at the wall. Could sell everything and go to a board game shop. That'd be wicked. Slice and dice. (laughs) Oh, Dan Bowman, I know you're listening to this. I saw him the other day quickly, and he made a joke about alcohol-free San Miguel. As I was walking home, I understood what you meant. (laughs) I was like, oh, no, I I know what you meant. (laughs) It was referring to the pod, yeah. Sorry, man. (laughs) But he came up and he was like, what are you drinking? Alcohol-free San Miguel. And I actually just told him what I was drinking. No, no, it's alcohol-free Bravadi or whatever. And he was like, oh, oh, never mind. (laughs) I understand. Yeah, I get what you meant now. Thing is, I record these pods and then... Because people don't listen to them on the day they come out or whatever, they'll you know they'll be a few weeks behind. They'll te- send me a message with like a, a reference to one of the one of the episodes, and I'm like, I've got no idea what that's from. <laughs> like my mum texted me the other day about something, and I was like, What's that from? And I realised it was from like eight episodes ago. <laughs> so Dan Bowman, thanks for listening. And now I know what you meant. <laughs> Right, this these frets are ready to get sanded down. I guess I could do some questions, couldn't I? I feel quite good doing two things at once. I don't. Uh, well, to be to be fair, I don't actually know how well this podcast is coming out. But um, yeah. So what we talked about today? Does having goals stop your workflow? Spotify and Spotify Wrapped. I mean, Spotify Wrapped is great for some artists, and for others, it just makes you compare yourself. Really, putting all this work, and I'm getting two hundred and seventy plays. Which is actually a lot, isn't it? If you think about it, 270 plays. That is mad. <laughs> Should I do some questions? Oh, yeah. So my song uh, recommendation of today is going to be Christmas Day by Dan Parkinson. <laughs> Let's get those streams up <laughs> so I can get that couple of pence in my pocket. Stick it on your Christmas playlist. In fact, I was in the garden centre the other day and the, the woman that served me, she went... I actually made a joke. I was buying some mistletoe for something. And... Uh, I made this joke. I bought it and she went, that's £4.90 or whatever. And I went, should we try it out? (laughs) Should we try it? Should we see if it works? And then she laughed and she went, are you Dan? I was like, yeah. And she went, oh, I know your mum. I was like, oh, cool. And she went, yeah, your Christmas single is, because we had had, um, CDs then, your Christmas song is in our Christmas tree decorations. And whenever we put the Christmas tree decorations, we play your song. And I was like, oh, that's nice. That's cool to know. It is a a very festive song. Dan Parkinson, Christmas Day for the Dogs Trust. And then the Dogs Trust sent me a certificate. Let me go find it. It's in the toilet, actually. Yeah. There you go. Dan Parkinson. Thank you so much for raising a wonderful £565.07 for Dogs Trust for sales from your Christmas Day charity single. All donations are put to use, providing our special care and finding loving homes for all the needy dogs in our centres. And of course, all donations help us keep our promise to never put a healthy dog down. On behalf of all the dogs in our care, thank you. That's nice. Part of the payment, isn't it? It's nice to know Dogs Trust are making more money out of my music than I am. That's fine. Gratis. (laughs) <laughs> patreon.com forward slash dan parkinson music let's do these questions take it away sam question one what does too much pocket mean oh i think yeah sometimes i 
I forget that non-musicians listen to this podcast as well. And I, I say phrases on shows and solo stuff where I don't really explain what that means, but too much pocket. If someone's got great pocket, it means they've got a great groove. Like, they're in the pocket. I first heard it when I was on the first rehearsal with Eka, and she was like, oh, can you play that line with a bit more pocket? And I was like, I have no idea what that means. So I just had to guess <laughs> and, just, and just sort of realise by the tone of her voice and the way she was kind of talking to me, I was like, oh, it probably means, like, more, more groove or whatever. But, you know, you'd only know that being in the room at the time. But, yeah, if, if someone says, oh, he's got great pocket or, oh, that bass player, she's got some great pocket, it just means she's got great groove. And she's in the pocket, like she's in the pocket, she's comfortable. Uh, what's your go-to self-care routine when you're not feeling great headspace-wise? YouTube, I think. Yeah, watching guitar setup videos on YouTube and watching board game things on YouTube. That's my main one. Are you okay, pal? Yeah, I'm better. I'm getting better. And I sort of, I'm eating a bit more now. I sort of have to find times when I don't feel anxious to go, right, I'm not you know, I'll, I'll dip throughout the day, so I'll feel really anxious, and then it'll kind of go for 20 minutes and come back, and maybe that's my body's way of saying, eat, 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 so then I'll just go and eat. If you were to tell your 18-year-old self one fact about anything that happens in the future, what would it be, and why? One fact. Is that about me, or is that just in general? Probably invest in masks. <laughs> invest in Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would actually, if I was to tell my 18-year-old self one fact about anything that happens, oh, about anything that happens in the future, okay. I, I would probably say, oh, you're going to be on this morning talking to Holly and Phil, by the way. And then just leave it and then just not give any context. <laughs> you look tired. Thanks very much. <laughs> uh, favourite brand of tea and favourite biscuit? Uh, I'm really into, at the minute, there's these rollo like cookies you can get in like a pack of four and i I love them like that's what i'm mainly eating (laughs) lately i don't know if that's bad brand of tea don't really care tea tastes the same doesn't it all tea tastes the same okay let's do a couple more what advice have you tried from your morning anxiety pod um i got some good feedback about that pod some people were messaging me saying i've tried this this and this and it really helped and i tried getting more sleep by going to bed a little bit earlier but I just end up waking up way later and not wanting to to get out of bed. Yeah. Um, drinking less coffee, I guess. But again, the coffee didn't... I didn't feel like coffee did anything. It's, there's, it's weird, isn't it? Because I don't really drink, but when they say, I oh, don't drink as much coffee, you know, but I like coffee. I, I like a little coffee in the morning when I get to the studio or in the afternoon when I get to the studio. <laughs> And it doesn't really energise me, coffee. It doesn't really do anything like that. Like, I could have a coffee at 10 o'clock at night and then still go to bed. I guess that energy's got to be going somewhere, isn't it? I don't know. There's a couple of things, but I'll explain them in another pod. Right, let's do one more. What's your biggest insecurity? Biting my nails. Yeah, I've mentioned this in the pod before. Biting my nails. I hate it. I hate the fact that I do it. It hurts. It's ugly. Biting my nails and getting older. That's my... Well, looking older. I don't really care about getting older. I think that's that's fine but i just feel like i look really haggard all the time i mean it's literally someone's written here you look tired thanks very much (laughs) (laughs) wicked yeah looking older i feel like i look too old now for that sweet one direction gig that i wanted (laughs) 
Although, I saw Taylor Swift's guitarist the other day. He's about 60. Fair play to him. That's amazing. I wonder if I'll be playing for Taylor Swift when I'm 60. I'm still around. Yeah. It's got a weird vibe to this pod, hasn't it? <laughs> it's got a really weird vibe. Anyway, thank you so much for uh, listening. Uh, I'm going to end it here. Um, the pod. And I'll see you in the next one. Um, yeah, I'm going to carry on with this guitar. I feel, yeah, I've just realised I haven't actually done anything on this guitar. But I've got to put Sharpie on all the frets and then sand it all down. Jobs are good then. Check out the Stage Fright playlist. Make sure you like and subscribe. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Oh, I've got to go all the way over there to turn it off now. Right, hang on. <laughs> Bye. Make sure you like and subscribe. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye. This episode is sponsored by Jenny, the new single from The Dirty Dead. Listen to Jenny now on all streaming platforms. Oh, I should have done it in a cool movie star voice. Okay, how about listen, listen to Jenny now on... Oh, I can't do that.